Good morning. We want to acknowledge that we are grateful to our Father and our God in heaven for all of his love, mercy, and blessings. Uh, certainly good to see so many logged on this morning. Uh, my last look here says that we have 160 participants. That just means 160 individual logons. That's not counting uh, where we may have multiple people watching from uh, one locale. Uh, and certainly God is to be praised that he has blessed us to be able to come together, even though we are not able to physically be in the same place. But in troubled times, may we ever remember that God has a better idea and our lot and our hope are not dependent upon human ingenuity or human ability. And while we may not know God's purpose in any given situation, we do know God. And this is not the first time, and if God wills that life should continue, it won't be the last that we'll need God's deliverance. But rather than bemoan our want, let us be glad and thankful for God's power. I want to uh, attempt to offer uh, a word of comfort and prayerfully one of clarity uh, in light of all of the things that are being said concerning uh, the current uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, our perspective is framed by what or who we choose uh, to listen to. And in this global pandemic, there is no shortage of commentary. Uh, now, some of that commentary is theological, some of it is political, some of it is medical, and some of it is social. And is, as is the case, when you have an abundance of commentary, uh, there's no shortage of conflicting information. Uh, I, I don't want to add to the confusion, so I'm not going to attempt to prognosticate this morning. Uh, but I do want to say that we believe in God's power does not give us license to dictate God's purposes. Uh, how this is going to work out is squarely under God's control. Uh, but the one thing I think we can all agree on is that this thing is becoming more real uh, with each passing day. It has gone from something that we heard about happening in other countries to something that is happening in this country. It has gone from something that was uh, reported to us uh, in mere statistics uh, to being something that has affected people that we know personally. And so it is my prayer uh, that not only are we praying for uh, protection and preservation, uh, but above all that we're praying that God's will will be done and that God will be glorified. And may we ever remember, as the old song says, uh, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. Uh, the psalmist has declared in Psalm 64, verse 10, he says, the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. And God is still just as good as he was before COVID-19, he is good through COVID-19, and he will continue to be good after this thing has passed over. And for all of God's blessings, we ought to be eternally grateful. Now, I'm going to say this is just a bit different. Uh, it has gone from all, in, all of us being together at the building uh, to just a handful being there. 
uh, to now uh, sitting here at, at my home. And I don't know that I've ever preached a sermon uh, sitting from a chair. Uh, but thank God that the word of God is true, whatever the posture and whatever the place. And having said that, we want to direct your attention again this morning to uh, Job chapter one. I'm going to read again there, starting at verse number nine. Uh, Job one, verse nine in your Bibles. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for naught? Has not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. Based on the words recounted for us here in Job chapter one, we want to use this morning as a subject, faith on trial. And as we consider the text here in Job 1, whatever else may be said about what God is showing us through this uh, current pandemic, uh, I believe that it is true that uh, if it is nothing else, we could say that faith is on trial. What are the people of God going to say about the God we serve in the light of the current situation that we face? And, and as we consider that question, I'm persuaded that there are those that practice a brand of religion that is more feel-goodism than substance. Now, now when I say feel-goodism, I'm talking about that brand of religion that it, it doesn't produce a life-changing experience with Jesus. It is really one of those where I go to uh, a church building on Sunday to get uh, a religious fix, uh, and, and that fix may carry me for a while, uh, but it doesn't make any real change in my living. I submit to you that feel-goodism uh, uh, doesn't serve one well in a crisis. The account and witness of Job provides clarity to our experience. It is one of a number of possibilities about life. And, and, and I pray that we remember as we go through life, there are a number of possibilities and, and it's up to God and dependent on our faithfulness to God as to which of those possibilities is realized. But Job's account helps us to uh, appreciate that suffering is not always a consequence of wrongdoing, and that our sufferings can be about uh, more than just you or me. When we look at Job chapter one, uh, the analogy of a court in session uh, is apropos. Now, now I'm going to add, uh, uh, well not add, I'm going to embellish, let's say, uh, uh, some this morning, but, but I'm not going to do any violence to the scripture. I, I'm not going to get us to, uh, try to embrace an idea that is not there. Uh, but when we look at the text here in, in Job chapter one, uh, uh, the major elements uh, of a, a trial are seen in, in this text. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, in this text, we can see a judge, a defense attorney, a prosecuting attorney, and a defendant. Uh, uh, the judge, God the Father. And indeed, in Hebrews 12 and verse number 23, uh, he's declared to be the judge of all. And the judge in a courtroom setting 
uh, is the authority. Now, I know God is the authority in any setting, but, but, but in this setting, uh, uh, God would be, God the Father would be the judge. Uh, the defense attorney would be God the Son. In, in 1 John 2, verse number 1, it is declared that we have an advocate uh, uh, with the Father. Uh, and someone might look at the text and say, uh, uh, well, preacher, I just don't see any mention of Jesus uh, here in John chapter 1. Uh, well, if you remember uh, uh, Job chapter 1, if you remember in John 1, the Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, and as far as we know, the Word was there until he was made flesh uh, and, and came to earth. And, and so I would say that even though he's not called by name, Jesus, being God, was present on this occasion. The prosecuting attorney uh, uh, in this case uh, uh, would be Satan. In, in Revelation 12 and verse number 10, he's called the accuser uh, of our brethren. Now, the job of the prosecuting attorney, uh, attorney is to submit facts into evidence demonstrating the guilt of the defendant. And, and before we even look further at, at this trial, I submit to you that Satan should be disbarred. And, and I say that because he willingly submits as evidence lies, slanders, and unsubstantiated allegations. And then the defendant uh, uh, in this matter uh, uh, would be Brother Job. Job stands of having uh, 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 accused of being a fair weather servant of God. Uh, there in verse number nine, Satan uh, asked the question, does Job fear God for no reason? And he makes the allegation that the only reason that Job is faithful to God is because God is blessing him. But if God will take away his blessings, uh, then Job will no longer be faithful. I just find that relevant for the situation that we're in right now. Uh, if the accusation is made that we say that God is good because there was no global pandemic, but if you allow a crisis that will affect everybody and, and not just a few, uh, uh, then your people will no longer be faithful. In a trial, the prosecution or, or the plaintiff, depending on the nature of the trial, bears the burden of proof and must demonstrate beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant had both motive and opportunity to commit the alleged crime. So with the accusation of Satan, uh, uh, the trial is underway. Now, contextually, Job is the defendant, but I'll submit to you that in our everyday living that you and I are defendants. And, and look with me, if you will, there uh, uh, at verse number seven. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And every time I read this verse, I, I'm just reminded of the fact, if ever the devil told the truth, this is the one time that he did it. Uh, you remember Peter says, 1 Peter 5, 8, that as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Uh, uh, but then there in verse eight, and the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Now that's high praise when it comes from God. 
And I believe the first takeaway for us this morning is that God wants and needs witnesses. And if there is no witness in our living, there's nothing from a spiritual perspective to be defended. And I use the word need only because this is the manner in which God chooses to work. Now, I know God really doesn't need anything, but he chooses to use us. And I submit to you further that God desires those that will witness in both word and deed. In Psalm 107, verse number two, the psalmist there declares, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeem, uh, uh, redeemed, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. God wants us to witness in, in word. He wants to tell us to tell people that he is good. But then in Matthew 5, in verse number 16, Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And so, yes, it's good that we say uh, God is good, but God wants us to live lives that says he is good. But if we take this thing uh, a step further, I, I, I submit to you that God desires those that will witness both in word and in deed, in both prosperity and adversity. In other words, I, I don't need folk that will just say I'm good when things are right. I, I, I need folk that will say I'm good whatever the circumstance might be. If we look there in Job uh, uh, chapter one and verse number five, uh, the Bible says, and it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job, and, that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Now there Job is witnessing by his deed. Everything is fine at this point, but he's serving God. Uh, um, then if you drop down to verses uh, 21 and 22 in that same chapter, after Satan has visited uh, uh, this misery upon him, uh, uh, verse 21, and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. And the Lord gave, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I submit to you that Job was saying and doing the right thing uh, in prosperity, but he continued to say and do the right thing uh, in his adversity. Uh, our witness is not just what we say. Our witness is how we live as well. And if our speech has changed since COVID-19, and social distancing, it ought to be more praise. If we were saying God is good before COVID-19, we ought to be saying glory, hallelujah, God is good uh, through COVID-19. And if our living has changed, there ought to be the clear evidence of more devotion. Notice when this calamity struck Job in verse number 20, it says that he fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And so Job's witness did not change whether it was prosperity or adversity. But there's a second thing that I want us to consider uh, this morning. Look with me, if you will, there in chapter one at verse number nine. Uh, then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for naught? 
Does Job fear you for no reason? You've blessed Job and you're continually good to him and you keep bad things from happening. Who wouldn't serve you uh, in a case like that? I, I submit to you, number two this morning, that Satan wants to destroy your witness. At this point in time, Satan would love nothing more for us to mumble, gripe, groan, and complain about how miserable we are having to be stuck at home with nothing to do and nowhere to go. And, and you heard me say earlier uh, uh, that our perspective is framed by who we choose to listen to. I, I noticed last week, uh, uh, and I don't remember exactly where, but someone had said, uh, you are not stuck at home, you are safe at home. Uh, our perspective is framed by who we choose to listen to. But when this is over, who wants to hear a murmurer talk about how good God is? Yeah, that's what you say now, but that's not what you were saying when there was a little bit of adversity. And in this case, it is the integrity of Job's faith that is on trial. Uh, the devil appreciates that mere accusation creates doubt in the minds of many. See, the devil understands it doesn't have to be true. If I say it, it will catch on, and some folk will repeat it and believe it as if it was true. And, and I think it's good to ask this morning, if the integrity of our faith was put on trial, what would the verdict be? Now, now we could give an answer, but, but in a courtroom setting, to determine uh, uh, the legitimacy uh, of evidence, it must be tested. Uh, you know, they have the DNA uh, matching and, and, and fingerprinting and all that kind of thing. You, you just can't come in and say uh, he had the murder weapon. Uh, you've got to produce his fingerprints from the weapon uh, uh, and then match those prints to his actual fingerprints. That there's got to be some kind of evidence to prove uh, uh, what has been said. Well, when we talk about living our lives, uh, the troubles and the hardships that we face reveal the integrity of our faith. In, in Proverbs 24 and verse number 10 in your Bibles, uh, uh, it says there, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Now God says, when your faith is put to the test, it's put to the test by adversity. And if you faint in the day of adversity, uh, uh, then that is evidence that your strength is small. Well, Satan makes a motion that the faith of Job be tested. In, in verse number 11, he says, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And then keeping with this of being a courtroom setting, when Satan makes that motion, uh, Jesus, the son, uh, who is uh, 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 the, de uh, the defending attorney, raises an objection. And, and I'm glad Jesus raises an objection to the motions of Satan. Jesus raises an objection and makes an objection to the motion of the prosecution and calls for a sidebar. And, and I could just see if this really was a, a, a court case. I, I could see God the Father uh, asking the nature of the objection. And, and I could see God the Son saying, Your Honor, may I approach? And, and he gives him uh, 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 permission to come forward to the bench. And, and, and I could hear Jesus say, uh, uh, you can't let someone like Satan 
uh, uh, just have run-of-the-mill in, in people's lives. Uh, he's a roaring lion looking for people to devour. He, he has no interest in the truth. He is a liar and the father of it. And, and hearing uh, uh, what the de uh, defending attorney says on our behalf, I, I could see God the judge, God the father saying, okay, return to your place. And then in light of the objection raised by the defense, a restraint is placed on the prosecution. In verse number 12, and the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. I submit to you that there's a reason that God places restraints on Satan. See, God knows what Satan is about. And I pray that as we go through life, that we live with the awareness that God knows what Satan is about. And because God knows what Satan is about, a restraint is placed on the prosecution. Well, what restraints are placed on the prosecution? Uh, well, number one, the magnitude of our sufferings is limited. Do you remember the passage in 1 Corinthians 10, verse number 13, where Paul declares, there is no temptation that has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able to bear, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. What God is saying is that I placed a restraint on, on, on the prosecuting attorney. I, I, I've heard the motion of the defense and the motion is a le legitimate one. But not only are the magnitude of our sufferings limited, but we are supplied with the full armor of God, uh, according to Ephesians 6, 13 through 17. And, and the reason that we are given the full armor of God in that passage is that we might be able to stand against all the schemes and all the trickery of the devil. I'm glad that Jesus is working on my behalf in light of the things that we come up against. And may we remember, uh, this COVID-19 or no other crisis that our world has faced, none of these things have ever caught God by surprise. Not only did God see them coming, but God already had a plan for how to deal with these things before they came. I, I submit to you, as much as we pay attention to COVID-19, uh, our world would do well to pay attention to sin. But you know, sin came as no surprise to God. God knew that sin would come into the world. And we are told that God had a plan before he ever said, let there be light to deal with sin. And then third this morning, look with me, if you will, uh, again, there in Job chapter one, down at verse number 21. Job said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I submit to you uh, uh, finally this morning uh, uh, that obedience is the mark of faithfulness. We can talk all we want to, but our lives will say much more than we ever could through our mouths. In the depth of his sufferings, Job's faith was vindicated. Number one, the judge finds him not guilty. 
Now we have to peek over into chapter two, verse number three. And the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. This is the very thing that God said about Job in prosperity. And after adversity, God is still saying the same thing about Job. But notice he adds something to the conversation. He says, and he still holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. God said, I praise Job in the day of adversity. I'm giving him higher praise. Uh, I praise Job in prosperity. I'm giving him higher praise in adversity because I know that I can count on Job and I know that I can count on Job by virtue of how he lives his life. But I think it important that we observe that Job's burden has not been lifted even though he has been exonerated. Uh, you know, sometimes trouble and trial is just ongoing. I know there are many that are saying this thing will come to an end, and I hope that those that have said that are correct, but what if this thing continues? What if this becomes our normal? Isn't God still the God who reigns uh, uh, in the kingdom of man? And in light of the fact that a restraint was placed on Satan, Satan calls for a mistrial. There in chapter two, verses four and five, Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. Satan of all people is saying, the first trial wasn't fair. It, you didn't let me have full sway, Adam. But see, I know something about people. People have a priority system, and in their priority system, at the top of the list uh, of their priorities is, is self-preservation. And if you will let me at Job, see, you let me at things around him, but if you let me at Job, he will curse thee to thy face. And do you notice God still put restraint on Satan? In verse six, he says, he is in thine hand, but save his life. There are times when our sufferings will become even greater although we have remained faithful. Aren't we of the mind, if I do the right thing, I ought to get the right thing? Well, who gets to say what the right thing is? In 1 Peter 3, verse number 17 in your Bibles, Peter says, for it is better if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. See, what we have to remember is that suffering is not always a matter of doing the right thing or getting the right thing. Sometimes suffering is a matter of glorifying God. And remaining true to God not only vindicates our faith, it shows the devil for the liar that he is. When Job was the defendant, the verdict came back not guilty. I pray that as we go through this uh, current pandemic and as we go through whatever we go through in life, that the verdict will continually come back that the people of God are not guilty, that we serve God because he is God and that he's worthy to be praised 
and not just because he sends some sunshine in our living. And God calls all men to be part of the family of God. He calls us through the preaching of the gospel message, uh, that message still the same some 2,000 years later. The good news is preached that Jesus came into the world and died for our sins. We need to hear that good news, Romans 10, 17. Uh, uh, we need to believe that Jesus is the Christ. The Bible declares that without faith, it is impossible to please God, Hebrews 11, verse number six. We need to be willing to repent of sin because God is God. We need to turn and follow him. In, in Acts 17, 30 and 31, uh, uh, the Bible says at the times of this ignorance, God winked, but now he commends that all men everywhere repent. By definition, repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change of living. Uh, he requires that we confess Jesus to be the Christ. Uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10, the Bible there declares that with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. But let us remember that the scriptures work in concert with one another, and we need to do all the will of God. And in uh, Acts 2, First uh, Peter 3, verse number 21, uh, the Bible declares there that the light figure, baptism, saves us now, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God. Baptism matters because it is God's say-so. And when we respond obediently to the command of God and are immersed in the waters of baptism uh, in Jesus' name, God washes away our sins by the blood of Jesus, indwells us with his spirit, and adds us uh, uh, to the church, and thereby requires that we live obediently in his service. Uh, 1 Peter 2, verse number 9, Peter declares that we are a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us from darkness into his marvelous light. Perhaps you're hearing this broadcast and you want to be baptized into Christ Jesus. We encourage you to reach out to us at uh, elders at laurelchurch.net. And I know with social distancing and all of that going on, uh, 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 that you may have uh, some reservation, but we will baptize you in the name of Christ Jesus for the remission of sins. And you can become a witness for God who is worthy to be praised. Perhaps you hear this broadcast and, and you need prayer. You want the church to pray for you. Uh, we invite you to reach out again and to uh, our leadership at elders at laurelchurch.net. And that information will be passed on. Uh, at this time, we'll have the song of invitation. <laughs> 